The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss the significance of achieving authenticity. Joining us is Luis Baez, who is a sales enablement strategist and coach that specializes in sales enablement strategy and coaching for online business owners and B2B professionals. Luis is a proud gay Puerto Rican American that draws from his Silicon Valley C-suite background to empower underrepresented entrepreneurs, including women, BIPOC, and LGBTQIA communities through online sales coaching. Yesterday, Luis and I talked about why LinkedIn is the marketer's social platform, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about how to align automation and authenticity. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Luis Baez, a sales enablement strategist and coach. Luis, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Excited to have you back here. You know, yesterday we talked about LinkedIn, the marketer's social media platform, which is the way to say it's the place where you can put your content to try to drive business results. And that's wonderful in one sense, because it gives us a place to publish all of our marketing content where people will actually read and engage. It also means that people are putting a lot of stuff that is overly salesy, not authentic, and just basically spam on LinkedIn. Tell me how you balance two things. One is authenticity. How do you create content that is altruistic, provides value, has a business purpose, but also doesn't take you completely down by thinking that you're the next Hemingway, sitting down, putting pen to paper, how do you automate the process of creating great content while also keeping it authentic? One of the things that I sit with first and foremost is like, who am I talking to and what's in it for them? Why would they want to talk to me? What kind of problems are they facing? What's their day-to-day like? Where's the biggest frustration, right? And I really try to map out for myself and thinking about how can I empathize with this customer? I think LinkedIn, you know, I've mentioned is a great platform for teaching and coaching and providing advice as a way of building your reputation and building your network and following. And when I think about my conversations or the content that I produce, I looked for opportunities to be vulnerable and to empathize with the customer. If I'm speaking to an entrepreneur, an audience of entrepreneurs, I can be very vulnerable and talk about how lonely the process is when you're getting started and how lost you can feel. And how there are so many things pulling your attention, shiny object syndrome in every direction as you're getting started. 
And here's the first thing that I did to get myself out of that place of overwhelm. Here's the tool that I use that helped me see X percent results. And that is the approach that I start to to take in terms of aligning whatever content I produce with who I'm talking to. I am vulnerable, I am aligned, and I'm useful or resourceful in some way to them. As far as automating some of this content, I think the best thing you can do is take notes everywhere you go as you learn, as you're having conversation, as you're reading articles, as you're doing one-on-ones with people, take notes of all the hesitation and pains and things that you learn and encounter along the way. You lean into whichever chat bot is your pleasure. There are so many sizes and colors and fits, but you can certainly leverage that for inspiration. You want to make sure that it's certainly your voice, right? Beyond any written content, however, that's the part that I think I just described to you, even including the element of AI. When we want to talk about authenticity, understanding that anyone can copy and paste things from a chat bot, you want to think about elevating the opportunities to show up using your voice, using your presence, using camera. One of the things that I teach in my sales process is homing in on those micro conversions in your sales motion and in the way that you take a customer through success and automating some of that using stock video. So think about the objections you get on a regular. Think about any questions around features or services that you get often. Create video that answers these things. Deliver those videos in your engagement with the prospect throughout their buying journey with you to show face to add a human element to an otherwise completely automated process and then spark conversation, invite them to engage back with you. I think that there's three types of different content you can create that's useful for social media, which is where we started this conversation yesterday. There is the, I'm cold and alone and scared. (laughs) And this is the trauma that I went through. And hopefully there's some resolution at the end. But as you mentioned, being vulnerable, and I'm being a little dramatic here. I don't mean to make light of it, but naked and afraid. Let's go with that as the type (laughs) of post. Then there is the, here's how I won. I'm number one picture of me at the top of the mountain. Want to know how I got here? Here's the steps to follow how I won. And then there is the third, which is here's something that's likely to piss you off. Let's talk about it, right? There's the controversial statement that gets people to engage and post. I think that call it politics or whatever. There's ways to sort of incite a riot to get people to engage with your content. I think of those three formats being the ones that are tend to be the most engaging as opposed to just here's my products. Do you want to buy them? The notion of automating the process is what's really challenging to me. And I'll talk a little about how we think about it with our podcast, which is we are creating a couple different formats. One is whenever we record a podcast, we're now recording the video when we're making short form content of the conversation. We've all seen two talking heads, but there's something about sight, sound, and motion and actually seeing the people having the conversation, which tends to grab people's attention. There is the written posts, which tend to be a little bit more, let's say we're trying to be a little bit more attention grabby with what we're writing, but they don't jump off the page. And then there's this idea of building like the carousels that everybody's doing and having some sort of a document that can be engaging. But we're creating one piece of content per day. So we basically have to take, well, here's today's conversation. Let's figure out what the right format of content is for it. And then let's have somebody create a draft and make sure that it's approved by the person that's actually speaking. 
When you think about the automation of building your assembly line, what advice do you have for marketers to make sure that their content is not just becoming repeatable and sort of mundane, but actually authentic? I think that the voice and the tone is so important. Is the voice a brand speaking up for itself or is the voice a consultant or an advisor or a bestie speaking to the audience? That I think is going to be very important and the tone and the deliverability and the way that you connect with the audience is certainly going to be an important consideration when you're thinking about introducing the element of authenticity. I think people shy away from including personality. I say all the time when it comes to B2B sales, it's no different than B2C. We can always sell to human beings. And even if someone is a Fortune 500 C-level executive, they love the same fast foods you do. They also watch Bob's Burgers on the weekends. They're also playing video games and indoor skydiving. They're human. So if you can find some way to appeal to the human aspect beyond their title, if you can appeal to the human experience that they're having in a corporate setting, that can be very, very powerful. Right. If you can cut through the noise and instead of delivering 10 stats to help you you know, maximize your ROI on this and this and that. But instead, you can be that voice that says, are you exhausted from trying to figure out this problem and people flooding you with all the wrong messaging? I had the same experience, too. I was stuck in this rut. And let me tell you exactly how I got out of it. Step one. That's a very different tone. Beyond that, I tell marketers all the time, think about the turkey dinner method. You roast the turkey. You have this amazing turkey, you sit down, you know, so juicy, skin so crispy, everything, the stuffing, etc. That night, you're not going to finish that entire turkey. No, wait, 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 wait a second. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> depending on the size and depending on whether or not you invite Benjamin to dinner. Um, I think most people have lots of turkey left over after a turkey dinner. So what do you do? Well, the next day you're making turkey omelets. Two days later, you're making turkey chili. A couple of days later, you're making turkey cranberry sandwiches on a panini press or whatever. It's the same turkey served up in different ways. It becomes delicious meals throughout the entire week. And you have to think about your content and your approach in developing it the same way. So when you think about that assembly line, it's like, okay, podcast episode, great. Need some captions for social, awesome. Create the carousel based on the takeaways from the podcast. Create video clips from the background recording of the podcast, right? You're making one effort per week that can fill your entire content calendar. Leaning into people's amnesia because they're going to forget everything from day one. You can repurpose that content over and over that week and until the turkey's done, right? I think that that's the approach that you want to think when you're thinking about your assembly line. You've got limited resources. You want to maximize your productivity and your return on investment. Carve the heck out of your turkey. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. 
No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. I love the turkey metaphor. We're absolutely turning that into our social video and using it for our promotion for this episode. But I also want to do a carousel too. So give me the three takeaways for automating your content while remaining authentic. First step, be clear about who you're talking to, the human, not the title. The second step would be tentpole content. What is it that your audience loves? Do they prefer a podcast? Do they like blogs? Do they want white papers? You got to be really aligned with that. Nobody wants white papers, but go on. Nobody does. (laughs) But some people insist in some industries, particularly in pharma, I think they're required. There are some industries where these things are required. But yeah, think about your tentpole content. Number one, who you're talking to, the human, not the title. Number two, tentpole content. What do they want? How do they want it? And then number three, be empathetic. That person is busy trying to be successful at what they do. So how can you serve them up the content in different ways to help them consume it and get the takeaway, the core takeaways from what it is you're trying to share? There you have it, your three takeaways, your three steps for remaining authentic while automating your content. Luis, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and walking us through. Thanks for being my guest. Thank you. All right, and that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Luis Baez, a sales enablement strategist and coach for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Luis, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can visit his website, which is learnfromluis.com. And on Learn From Luis, you can also find a link to his LinkedIn learning course. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or you can apply to be our next guest on the Martech Podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MartechPod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly on LinkedIn. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.